Hey, how are we doing? This is Tom, the head from Heads and Sticks. Uh, welcome to the 10th episode of Heads and Sticks Chats. Uh, I had a little break uh, in June because I was at Glastonbury and uh, I was disorganised. Didn't, didn't get anybody sorted, but uh, I had a great time and uh, uh, back now for the uh, for the next uh, lot of uh, chats. And uh, I'm delighted to be chatting to um, uh, New Jersey knucklehead punk skateboarder dude Rick, Reckless Randy and I love Reckless Randy he's uh he's great he does some that he kind of um kind of does like a lo-fi garage pu- garage rock kind of sort of strutting punk uh lots of songs about stealing and drinking and having a party and kind of seems quite um seems quite welcome in these uh <laughs> in these kind of um despondent times we're kind of living in. Sometimes we need a bit of a hedonistic escapism, uh, the kind that uh, Reckless Randy pedals. And it's just great music and it's just great. And yeah, I absolutely love it. And uh, I can't remember how I first came across Reckless Randy, but uh, I seem to remember seeing La La Land, the EP that he did, I think last year. Um, And it had him sat... uh, uh, like with fire behind him on the beach just kind of looking like with the sunglasses on just looking like he didn't give a fuck and uh, I just saw it and thought yep yeah, I'm listening I'm gonna I gotta check that EP out and I loved it and uh, and then yeah and he uh, and he brought out the um, his debut album uh, early this year and he has uh, a new EP coming out uh, called Neat Seeker and uh, yeah and it's uh, it's all exciting stuff so um, yeah so uh, thanks for coming in uh, and joining us for the uh, for the 10th chat with Reckless Randy uh, so yeah let's take it away Randy on the chat number 10. Thanks for being here, man. How you been? Hey, how, how are you? Fucking good, man. It's Sunday over here. Just kicking it, drinking beers, hanging out. I got a, I got a London Pride. I'm drinking a London Pride. I'm going with Modelo today. All right. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mexican beer. Yeah, nice. Uh, London Pride is, a, is an amber ale. Do you, do, you have, do you have ales? Kind of ales. Yeah. Like lager, like... Budweiser's kind of like a fucking ale, I guess. No, that's more of a lager. Yeah, I, I don't know whether it's more of a British thing, but like, yeah, we have like an ale tradition uh, over in the UK and Ireland, you know, and kind right. of uh, amber ales. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wondering how prevalent it is in, in the States, but, uh, but you know. Yeah, we got ales, but I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head that I would go to. But, uh, dude, I drink whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'll take whatever. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Uh, I, I've already seen your your Spitz poster in the po- in the background there. I love it. Oh yeah, fucking oh, dude! I just wanted to go see them. I'm really tight with the Sean from the Spitz. Oh what? I lived in Austin for a long time, for like eight years in Texas, yeah. and um, played 
multiple shows with other bands and like he was always at the gigs but he worked at a bar that i worked at oh um, and we just became tight and a funny story he was gonna join one of my band's injuries and we had two practices mm-hmm. and we were ba- about to play our first gig and i was fucking a little tuned up went outside to skate and i fucking broke my fucking hand and i was oh, the no. guitar player yeah. I broke my hand. The show never happened. Oh. And that was that. And we, they went back to doing spit shit. And then it never happened. But the my old band injuries, though, dude, you would dig. I'll fucking send the shit to you. Please do, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'd love to hear um, more of what you were doing pr- before Reckless, yeah. you know. Do you know what? The Spits played, um, well, no, they, they were scheduled to play uh, London. And uh, I, had, uh, I had my ticket, man. I was up for it July. And then COVID, man. One of them got COVID and couldn't do it. So they rescheduled for next year, you know, which I understand, but I was gutted. But uh, yeah, they don't, come, they don't come to London too often. So uh, I was all over that. Yeah, they're killing it right now. We just went, I went to the Philly show and uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey show, and we kicked it with them tough both nights. And they're super happy. Like it's, it's like really working out for them right now. I feel like people, they're actually doing something more with the project and like people have always been stoked. It's always been on the underground, but it's a huge influence for me. And especially knowing Sean and knowing, you know, Brian and whatnot, it's like huge influence for me. It's it's funny the spits, isn't it? Cause I kind of feel like, um, cause they've been, they've been around for 20 odd years, you know, uh, I guess early nineties, you know, why? Okay. Right. Uh, wow. Okay. So 30 years, but for me, they kind of seem to kind of be like they're, they're quite pioneering, and like I, I kind of feel like they 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 totally fit right now in that kind of in this whole wave we've got of like garage punk kind of synth uh, punk stuff, right? Yeah, but they kind of they kind of been doing it. They've been doing it for like yeah 20, 20 plus 30, 20, 30 years, you know. And uh, I kind of feel like um, I'm really pleased that they're finally maybe getting more attention you know but yeah dude yeah funny because i was talking to sean from the spits at the show we were like back in the green room chatting and i brought up g i was wearing a gt shirt and he was like he was like yo that that dude kel just sent me a package he sent me like a bunch of stuff and i'm into that so they're older dudes he was like i'm really into that gt stuff i was like yeah man like you guys have been doing this shit forever gt's like been running the game for a long time you know yeah. kel's the man they're all fucking awesome mm-hmm. um they're coming out here soon which is fucking cool i don't know if you know about this, that whole deal but no i saw you yeah um uh yeah there's like a, a, guy, a lot of guys coming to the states and you're supporting is that right that's happening it hasn't been announced yet oh, right. okay oh, cool. <laughs> oh maybe i'm getting confused with something else uh no, oh, your your gig with Coffin. You've already done your gig with Coffin, haven't you? Yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah. That happened in uh, when was that? Man, uh, May when they were on tour with Amel, they did a couple side shows. I have been friends with those boys for a long time. Right, right. My old band toured Australia, and mm-hmm. they came to the states. We met them. We did tours with my old band in the states, and then we went out to Australia and did a tour with my band Dress Up. Nice. Which, you know, I'll send you all this stuff and stuff I've done in the past. More like 
more hardcore punk stuff. I was in yeah. bands playing guitar forever, and then COVID hit, and I started this fucking project, man. But those Coffin Boys are my my boys, you know, forever. Uh, the, the the music coming out of Australia at the moment, in the last sort of five six years, just um, just some of the fi- just some of the finest punk and kind of hardcore synth yeah. punk, just yeah. just incredible uh, Australia. Yeah, when you go out there, man, it all makes sense too. The way they roll, mm. a whole nother level, dude. They're on a whole nother. It's a whole nother world out there. Yeah, I, it's the same with you and out in London too. I'm sure. It's, but when I went out there, I was like, "This is the fucking coolest place in the world." And every night there's a gig, mm. and it's a slaying fucking gig. And like, it's like RMFC and GT and Satanic Togas and like all on a bill and you're like what the fuck is going on and the next night it'll be like coughing and fucking out like it's crazy dude yeah and that's going off but i'm so stoked dude on everything that comes out of australia i yeah I, you know anything coming out of um melbourne and sydney and kind of wollongong and just you know it's always got my attention always <laughs> Ocean City. Is that where you're from originally? No. You did a good job. You did some good research on Ocean City, man. That review, man, I was like, wow, he dove deep and found out about this town. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, you know, that's kind of what I love doing about, um, if I, you know, any release I, I cover and do a write up on, I like to kind of find my little angle. Yeah. You know? And there's something about, there's something about being a city being founded by Methodists. And kind of still having a kind of slightly puritanical edge, and then you got reckless Randy lighting a fire underneath it. You know, yeah. I, so to me, I just thought, well, that's that's the angle. That's that's what that's what I got to go with, you know. And uh, but I was gonna, I was I was gonna ask you, you know, because um, I, I, I do know that they're quite strict on alcohol, and uh, is that is that what fuels a lot of your songs about about liquor and and stealing cars and kind of, you know, is it a kind of, is it born as a slightly, as a slight rebellion against that? Sort of, but I've, dude, I'm a big fan of booze and I've always been, and I love rec. I'm a skateboarder that like goes hand in hand. Um, punker, like everything goes hand in hand. What I've always wanted to do with music and haven't had the freedom to do it. Cause you always have band members that, you know, someone's going to want to do something different. This is, I've been writing these songs and just whatever comes out, comes out almost. Mm. And then I go with it. If I think of an idea, I just go with it. But um, being down here, like seeing all these, like I'm originally from the outskirts of Philly. I grew up in Delco, they call it. Okay. Um, And I, then I lived in the city of Philadelphia for like all of my twenties. And then I moved, you know, to Austin for eight years or whatever. Now I'm back here, but the fucking rich snobby motherfuckers down here is why I'm doing this project too. Cause like you're saying, they there's money down here. I'm a carpenter and I came down here for work. That's how I ended up here ultimately. Right. Um, Cause everybody's building houses. So that's what I do for a living. Right. Um, but dude, the way these people look at, me and my girl, like, I'm covered in tattoos. I got this fucking shitty van. We got this little studio in my house. We're always blasting music. We're 
the only people on this fucking not the only people but we're fucking a rare breed on this island right mm. now and it's it's great yeah yeah it's always good to uh kind of shove a shove a finger in the eye of of a kind of leeching elite isn't it you know dude and we got like my boy just moved down here and we started building some skate shit at his house pouring concrete mm-hmm. like getting that thing going off the ground. And like, I feel like this city like hasn't seen the edge that we're bringing to it right now between skateboarding and rock and roll. Yeah. They had back in the day in like Atlantic city used to be big punk, like bands would roll through and it's a dirty city, like Philly gambling, lots of hookers, all that shit. Um, and I feel like ocean city in this, this South Jersey area needs like that grit again. Yeah, someone needs to get punched in the face with some rock and roll and some fucking some beers poured on their heads. You and, know? You're, and you're and you're leading the way. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, what's the capacity for a music community then in a place like Ocean City? It's not great. Um, there's not much going on at all. So like, all our gigs we're getting are in Philly. Yeah. Or we've gotten offers to go to New York. Um, but. Dude, we just played our first gig here and we played at a surf shop and it ended up being awesome. And everybody that came out, all the surfers and, you know, I had some people come up from Philly. People were moving around and like, dude, people were coming from off the streets, like walking their fucking dogs and shit. And they were like, what the hell is this? No idea what is going on. And um, I think everybody digged it, man. And I've been getting a lot of people have been hitting me up and they're like, dude, that was awesome. Like we want more. So nice. hopefully something will happen. I'm trying to get like some of the bands around here. I've been doing the drummer that's been playing for our live stuff. He's doing that guy TV uh, project. I think you might know about. That. Oh, uh, uh, a song a day. Yeah. Dennis. So uh, am I right? It's supposed to be like a song every day. Something's coming out every yeah, day. He does that. Yeah. 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 I know that. Yeah. 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 Guy TV, yeah. Uh, putting out like eps he's got like a four-sided um album coming out side a b c d and i think they just posted side b recently but so i met that that dude found out about reckless randy dennis he found out through a friend hit me up somehow i don't know he got my number and he goes yo i love this shit you're doing (laughs) i've never fucking heard it before and i love it and i want a part of it he was like, let's meet up. And we met up at a bar outside of Ocean City because Ocean City is a dry town. Yeah. First time we ever met, we sat at a bar, we drank tequila and we talked. He was like, dude, I want to play the drums. I want to fucking get in. And I was like, let's do it, man. Let's do it. We fucking clicked instantly. Since then, we've been like best buds. And he's the only other dude I know down here that is a rocker and doing the same shit that I want to do. And then I was like, all right, well, we got to find someone to play the synth. Taught my girl how to play the synth. Now she's playing the synth for the live stuff. And then got some dude that I work with fucking playing the bass. He's this big fucking dude, Chuck. And he's like, he's the fucking man. It all worked out. And now we got a fucking band playing all the Reckless Randy songs. And we're writing a whole album. I don't know if you call Wind of the Reckless and the Menace stuff. Well, I was actually going to ask you about that because I have I have listened to that and I really like it. Uh, but um, 
Yeah, I, I was going to ask you what what you know what kind of was the difference for you between uh, Reckless and the, and the Menace and and Reckless Randy. So the difference for that was like Reckless Randy. I started and I was just writing all those songs myself and doing the drum machine thing. Mm. Then I was like, well, let's start. Once I got the drummer involved, Dennis, then I was like, well, let's practice. And we learned some of those songs from that first EP from the La La Land. And then we wrote songs as we were playing. Yeah. And that, those four songs on that EP, we wrote with the one bass player I had, Johnny, who's not in the band at this point, but he's the one that start moved down here and is doing the skateboard stuff with me. Um, but he's out of the picture. And I was like, well, let's just put out this EP that he was part of. And that will just be a phase of this reckless Randy thing. And we'll call it reckless and the menace. That was just the name we came up with, but I don't know if that's going to stick or not. That's kind of just that EP. That was that yeah. era. So, and we play all those songs live. Those four songs we play live all the time. I think mm -hmm. they're great. And um, we wrote them all together, but now further as it goes on, we're, we wrote a ton more songs now with this new bass player. Um, we have a whole album that we're about to record. We're actually going to the studio next Monday. Oh, wow. It will be the first time that I'm not recording the project. So we're using this random other random dude that I met down here that has a studio built in his back of his house. And he's like, got it all set up to record live and he's hooking us up. So we'll see how that goes. Cause we're going to record everything live, just like band practice. And will that be out this year? And that will be out this year, yeah. Two albums in a year. Two albums. And I got an EP. I got a Reckless Randy. This might be, probably won't be the last EP I do by myself, but this is another Reckless Randy project that's all me coming out yeah. next Friday. Oh, nice. Nintendo Garage. Oh, wow. Oh, I'll have to keep an eye out. Just talk to Jose. And uh, I've been, I've had the songs recorded for a couple months, kind of. When I put out Reckless Randy, the album, I started recording these new songs. Yeah. And I, that was the first, these are the first songs I'm using real live drums as well, but it's a mixture of drum machine and live drums. Yeah. yeah. And it's fucking sick. I think it sounds really good. And that dude, Dennis from Diet TV is the one that mastered it. And we just kind of did it in house. I did it here. Like I did the first two albums. And um, we'll see where it goes, dude. I don't know what this studio is going to be like or how it's going to turn out, but I've been talking to the dude and I, sh I send him stuff that I'm into, like the most, like the spits and the wipers. And like, mm -hmm. I'm like, if we can get fucking anywhere close to these first two fucking records, I'll be stoked. And I just want it to be raw and show a different side of what we're doing mm. in house, you know? Yeah, nice man. I well, I, yeah, I uh, can't wait to be listening to that one. Um, yeah, it'll fucking, it'll be cool. And that's kind of that's what we're sounding like live. So it's like we play some of these Reckless Randy songs, but when you see Reckless Randy live, it's a different vibe than what you're looking because you're hearing the drum machine and shit on those recordings. Everybody loves the songs. I love the songs. That's why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. But the live version with the full band is a whole nother level, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
earliest uh... music memories. So what's your what's your what do you consider your kind of formative uh, foundation uh, in, in terms of your interest in music? So first thing I call window when I was a kid, man, that got me the most stoked, I think, was Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. And from there, my dad's a rocker, man. Um, Big John, he is a rocker. And um, he taught me a lot, a lot about rock and roll. And he's a partier too. But he showed me Guns N' Roses, man, when I was a little kid, like, after after I like listened to Jimi Hendrix and was so stoked on that guitar playing and like knew that like that's what I would wanted to do is I wanted to play guitar and I my grandfather was a guitar player as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guns and Roses hit me like a ton of bricks and Appetite for Destruction I just like was blown away. It made me fucking want to fuck everything up as a nine year old, and that's when I started skateboarding. Then like. You know, I got into Nirvana as a kid, big mm-hmm. fucking Kurt Cobain fan. Not scared to say it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a lot of people fucking talk shit on fucking Nirvana, but that fucking dude was a legend. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then got very into punk, dude, and just like went the skate punk route, fucking JFA, like Circle Jerks, went that mm-hmm. whole route and skated i was a skate rat man that's all i did as a kid i fucking got fucking expelled from school fucking was always in detention was always dude always doing some dumb shit and my mom was very bummed smoking fucking weed in fucking class skipping school the whole deal and i just fell into that whole realm of skate punk and Mm. that was kind of it and then I started playing in bands when I was like 16 and that's, I never stopped, never stopped fucking rocking and I don't plan on it, but this is the first project I've done solo. Now it's not solo anymore, right? The reckless Randy fucking thing that started as a joke is now full force. Mm. This was not, I was just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to record these songs and put it out. And I put it out and fucking people were hyped. And I was like, damn, dude, I'm going to keep doing this because it was so much fun just to be in this room and write whatever the fuck I wanted and say whatever I wanted. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, what, what, what was it about skateboarding that that uh, got its hook in you? I think the rebellion and like watching those old like skate videos, like Sorry, I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but with like the flip team and Jeff Rally, dude, like he had like, oh man, he was just so pumped, dude. And the way he went about shit, like covered in blood, motorhead shirts. Mm. And like, I was like, wow, dude, this is punk as fuck. And I want to keep doing this. Fucking grew out my hair, fucking did the whole thing. Then I got at one point, dude, at one point in like, 10th grade in high school I went through this fucking phase and like was getting all fucked up on like pills it was stupid as shit and it was like I don't know how long it lasted maybe a year or whatever I stopped skating and I was like a completely different person and my fucking homie was like 
dude, what the fuck are you doing, man? Get back on your skateboard. You look like a fucking idiot. And I was just like blowing it. I was completely blowing it. Got back on my board. And from that day, dude, I just like took over my life and just been doing what I've wanted to do since then. I fucking moved out of my house when I was 18 and never went back and just like built this fucking life for myself that has been skateboarding and punk rock and carpentry. And I can go wherever I want to do that. That's why I'm here right now. I'm just like, I ended up here, but I can work wherever I go because I'm a carpenter. Everybody's looking for carpenters. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So the music thing, like, and I make, dude, I make decent money being a carpenter. So that's a thing. I think people don't understand, like, you know, with musicians and stuff, nobody knows what they really do on the side. Some of these kids fucking sit in their room all day and do nothing and fucking write six albums a fucking week and it's like dude i fucking work my ass off and i barely have time to get in here so when i do i put my all into it you know and it's fucking hopefully that shows. yeah i i, I think it's actually a really interesting question and and uh it's something i'm quite intrigued about like uh about people especially on heads of sticks you know chat when i when i, when I talk to people on the podcast like i'm always curious as to what they do for a day job but for me it's always a very it can often be a very interesting Sometimes are quite quite. It, sometimes it can be, it can be very consistent with the person you you perceive them to be, but sometimes it can be completely contrary kind of yeah. work. And you know, I, I always find it interesting because it and also it's real. It's real. It's just like we all we all got to have a fucking day. I got I got my day job. You know, you got yours. You know, and, right. and it's what just do you uh, do for your day job. Uh, recently, I, I I just started an admin job. I'm just basically I just uh, I respond to emails and listen to music all day, so I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you never know what anybody's doing. Yeah, but I feel like some of these people, like you think that all they're doing is like this thing in the studio. You know, the other thing with Reckless Randy, nobody even knows who I am. They don't know my real name, which I also think is awesome too. And um, it's kind of just like I don't know how people perceive perceive me as a character. I know what I'm trying to get across is fun and goofy and doing whatever the fuck you want mm. and not worrying about it is like where my head was at with this project and i this name came up in texas like this is the if we want to dive into this right now the original the way reckless randy came about i was in texas in 2012 um and we all went down to Port Aransas, which is like a beach town in Texas. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, like a rundown little fucking beach resort town. It's fucking awesome. It's a cool place. But me and my homies went into a bar and there was this dude, Rockin' Rick, his name was. Oh, what? <laughs> he was playing the cover songs, doing his fucking thing. And I was like, yo, dude, let me play that guitar. Let me play some songs up there. He was like, hell no, man, this is this is my fucking town. This is my bar. And like everybody was like kind of digging what he was doing, but he was doing like Jimmy Buffett covers and shit. <laughs> and he like went to take a piss and I grabbed his fucking guitar. He was like at a break and I grabbed his guitar and I just went up to the microphone. It was the first thing that came to my head. And I go, yo, my name's Reckless Randy. I'm going to play you guys a fucking set. And I just started wailing on his guitar and people were the whole fucking place was like, fuck yeah. And I was just singing whatever I wanted and just playing these little punk riffs. 
with no fucking drummer or anything. It was just me and this electric guitar. And um, everyone, I put the guitar down. The dude came back and he was like, what the fuck? And he, he let me play. He was stoked, but he was super bummed. He was like, don't ever touch another man's guitar. And I was like, dude, it's cool. I was just fucking playing some songs. And he was like, just don't do that again. And I put the guitar down and the whole fucking bar was like, reckless, Randy, reckless. And I was like, hell yeah. And from then on out, like uh, my couple of my homies were like, reckless, Randy's got to keep playing sets. And then I was like, I would play parties just like with an acoustic guitar or whatever, just as reckless Randy, like get drunk and play. And it never, uh, it never stuck. I never recorded anything. And then this came about when I ended up here and made this fucking studio happen. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do reckless Randy. Yeah. And that's it, dude. So, that's, a, that's a great beginnings there. Uh, <laughs> the, the birth, the birth of reckless Randy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, nobody knows that until now. I never really told that story. But, oh, wow. Except the people that were there and uh, all my good friends. Uh, but it was uh, thought about in 2012. So. Oh, wow. Long running, you know. Is, do you do you see is reckless randy you or is it an alter ego is it a version of you or is it you i would say it's an alter ego yeah i i would say it's uh the fucking fun party boy that comes out the rocker that doesn't give a fuck when i have a couple of these in me you know <laughs> and then it's it's on reckless randy's there and he's not leaving you know i think it's great as well that you actually have a theme tune, you know, the the, the actual eponymous song, Reckless Randy. Yeah. It's almost to me, it's, it's almost like the it's the he's arrived. The, the, the party's not doing too well. It's you've got a dead party, no one's really nothing's really happening. Reckless Randy's arrived, and suddenly the party's happened, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. And lyric, lyrically as well, you know, uh, I think uh yeah, it's kind of you've got this nice um calling card almost, you know. Yeah, and I would say if you ask most of my close friends or my family members, they'll say the same thing. So I think uh, you, you nailed it on the head when you with your review saying some of that stuff, man. I was just like, yeah, man, this dude knows what it's all about. <laughs> it's but I'm glad, I'm glad that you can pick that shit up from the songs because that's what I'm trying to get at, you know? It's yeah. like if you can pick up my style from those songs, like that's all I wanted, man. It's just a good time yeah and you know i think without getting po-faced but you know in the world we're living in you know i think i think uh a kind of unapologetic escapism of, of hedonism and fun and debauchery and that's a really much needed thing totally you know um certainly yeah, in the uk and I, I can imagine it is in america you know yeah america's fucking fucked up right now man there's so much shit going on so all you can really do man since the beginning dude the government the system's so fucked up man when you can't fucking do anything about it i feel so you gotta fucking take it on the fucking shoulder sometimes and just fucking try to enjoy yourself and enjoy the people that are around you dude you know yeah and have fun sure otherwise uh, what the fuck are you gonna do fucking stress about every fucking thing that's happening you know you just gotta Sometimes you got to roll because you don't, there's nothing we can do about it right now. Some of the stuff, you know, at least.
I love your album covers. Uh, who, who does them? Who's responsible for your album covers? Fuck yeah, I was waiting for this question. I talked to my sister earlier. My little sister does oh, all really? the artwork. Yeah. Oh, that's great. She's so she's, she's got like a, is that is that her trade? Is that what she does? Yeah, she went to school for that, for graphic design and shit. And um, she kind of helps, she's been helping out big time for every band I've been in, kind of. She's been involved with artwork stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I do the little doodles and stuff but she always puts everything together and does everything when it comes to the artwork man all the layouts everything that last album cover turned out like we're so happy with it like we're fighting with like different things photos and stuff and then she put that together i was like that's it fucking on me it's an upside down cross fucking in ocean city all right dude it's on um yeah it's great she's the best and she it's funny because i'm always like man we got to promote your shit and she's like nah you don't have to say anything she never wants to be tagged in anything she's completely anonymous but anyway it's my little sister dude fucking i'm glad you asked that question because i was like i'm gonna blast you on the fucking podcast today (laughs) (laughs) well she's she's, her her work's great and it's totally um apt and fitting with where with with what reckless around is all about but you know what i had an idea uh, I had I had an idea for some novel merchandise, but I really do think you know those little kind of like uh, the little doodles around around your upside down cross, you know the dagger and the skull and the they can make really yeah. I reckon they make really cool uh, uh, transfers t- transfer tattoos. That would be a fucking cool idea, dude. Sell them, sell them at your gigs, man. Yeah, that's a good idea, man. <laughs> or put them inside with the tapes yeah or something like that yeah little stickers or trans but i do think transfer tattoos mate that's that's uh I, I, for some reason when i saw that arm cover i remember thinking that they gotta be transfer tattoos it's gotta be yeah. done dude even having like a sticker sheet like with all of them would be sick you know yeah yeah or two i actually just got the tapes in from under the gun they look fucking good they're great yeah so that's pumping. Um, I'm trying to hold on to the copies I have to our next gig. Everybody wants them. I'm like trying to wait. The problem with tapes is nobody really has a fucking tape player. So I'm trying to make sure motherfuckers have a tape player if they're buying the fucking tape, not just to sit it on their shelf. You know, I want you to listen to the shit. I don't want it sure. to be like because all my friends are like, let me get one. I'm like, no. You don't have a fucking tape player, dude. Why would I give you a tape? You know, I've still got my um, I've still got my CD tape player, uh, uh, cherished, much cherished. I love tapes. I have a huge tape collection, and I have a tape player in my van. Mm. So usually, all I'm listening to in my van is tapes. I bring like six a day into my fucking van. I'll pick from the stack, whatever it is. I fucking love it, dude. I don't know. Something about tapes just gets me stoked always and records, but music gets me stoked in general. But something about popping into tape into your like dashboard, fucking kind of fucked up and not sounding like it's supposed to is the best. I love that shit. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm stoked, man. Also, yeah, Under the Gun Records has helped out big time. They put out every release so far. So big shout out to. Everett for helping me out with that stuff. I love um, 
all the stuff they're attached to is brilliant. I've actually got, um, I managed to get one of their t-shirts, the one with the eyeball, the eyeball like an Uzi. Um, I've forgotten the artist now, but uh, uh, a much a much cherished uh, t-shirt and just uh, is that yeah. the dude from Six Thoughts. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who really, I think did that. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, they got a new album coming out. It's fucking, I'm looking forward to that. Do you know what? I think I just saw that today, actually, on, on, on his Instagram. I thought I saw, like, a video. Yeah, there's, like, a video for the, one of the singles. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Um, it's definitely not as raw and rabid as the fucking earlier shit, but it sounds fucking really good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, How was working with Eric Nervous? Um, I didn't have any part of that. So, so uh, Everett from Under the Gun, I sent him the raw mixes and he fucking sent it to Eric Nervous. I was like, dude, I would love for Eric to master my shit. And um, he was like, that's who I've been working with. So it's perfect. And he made that happen. So I never had really had any contact with him. But yeah. um, love everything he does, man fucking incredible and um he's been playing with the spits too playing keyboard on some of the fill-ins oh cool um and when i was hanging out with the spits recently when they were here they were like yeah that dude's the fucking best so everybody says he's the fucking best i the fucking uh you can just tell by his non-presence in the fucking scene how rad he is Mm. just like he's so like Everybody knows his name, but he's not. He doesn't do anything like on Instagram. Be completely out of the fucking scene, but so in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's um, yeah, he's quite a quite a nebulous figure, isn't he? In the in the kind of punk community, you know. But I like that. I like that about. I like certain figures that seem to just kind of uh, exist in a slightly more mysterious periphery, you know. Totally, I fucking love that too. It's awesome, and that's like. You know, that's why, like, this Reckless or Anything is cool, too, because, like, I have so much time invested in my my work and shit to, like, do this as just, like, a... Now it's not a joke to me. I I keep saying it's a fucking joke, but it's not. It's, like, now I really look forward to getting these fucking records out for people. And, like, the stuff I'm working on, I'm putting fucking blood, sweat, and tears into. I'm stoked on it. But, um for nobody to know who I am makes me happy, you know, like for real, for real, like nobody just knows that my name, they're just like reckless Randy. What is this shit? Like, it's cool. You know, all my friends know what the fuck's going on and in the background, but I don't like post stuff about like my daily life on that, you know, account or anything, you know? Yeah. No, I get that. Cause like, you know, I mean, even though it's like, who did we did we ever really know who Dee Dee Ramone was? Did we ever really know who Johnny Thunders was? I mean, you don't you don't want to know, do you? You know, it's it's about it's about what they it's about it's about the cartoon characters they are, you know, and and that's that's what matters, and that's what's that's what's exciting about them, you know. That's funny you said. Those are two of like my favorite dudes, man. Right, fucking best. Yeah, Total man. dude. 
what the fuck, DD, you know? Who knows what was going through that dude's head? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he was he's, he was a fucking character, wasn't he? But um, epic dude. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, none of them, none of the, none of the founding members alive anymore. Yeah, crazy, all right? All gone. Um, Motorhead, man, fucking. Yeah. Man. Sure. Did you ever see Motorhead? I did. I fucking caught them. Like on one of their last shows, dude, they played Austin. I was actually with the Coffin Boys. Oh, what? We were in Austin, Texas. They were, Coffin was on tour and they were staying at my house and my bass player's house at the time. And we we were like, fuck it, let's go. We knew people that uh, worked at the gig. So they got us all in. Mm -hmm. And Lemmy played, they played three songs. And Lemmy went up to the mic and he was like, I don't think I can fucking do this anymore. Really? He said that. And then uh, I think it was four days later, he fucking passed. Oh, wow. So, and I have that. I have the ticket, dude. I think, I think I have it in here, dude. Somewhere. Dude, I got this drawer full of, like, memorabilia shit. Anyway, I have the fucking ticket from that show. Um, and it was epic. And I got, luckily, I got to see them before. And play a full set, but for him to like walk up to the mic and know that he died like a couple of days later was, I still think about that every day because I'm a huge dude. I have a fucking Motorhead tattoo on my fucking hand, you know. Yes, that's that's serious. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but epic, dude, for him to walk up and be like, "I can't fucking do this anymore," and he looked bad. I was like, "Whoa, the god of rock and roll is saying he fucking can't." Yeah. Yeah, wow. Then, you know, a couple of days later, that was it. We got the news. Yeah. So fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Um, le- fucking legend, dude. That dude, talk about fucking party. Bring the party. That dude hasn't didn't stop partying until he fucking died. Oh, no, he and he was still seen, wasn't he? On the on the on the, uh, the rainbow. Was it the rainbow in L.A.? Yeah. Uh, uh, he was he was there. He was there having his whiskey and coke right to the end, wasn't he? Till the end, probably doing fucking blow the, the whole nine yards. You know, he did it all. Do you like um? Do you like Hawkwind? I like Hawkwind. I mean, I dude, I prefer Motorhead, of course. Yeah. Um, but I fucking I like Hawkwind. I think they had good tunes, and Lemmy's just always been such a badass motherfucker, dude. Just his the way he looked, the his attitude. I feel like any project he would have ever been in, even if the band sucked, I would be like, this dude's fucking sick, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he was he was one of a kind. He really was. Um, but I, I, I actually really like, because um, he actually wrote some songs for Hawkwind as well, and he, he ended up actually doing, redoing them for the Motorhead debut album. Uh, yeah. I lost Johnny. And, and actually Motorhead. Motorhead was originally a Hawkwind song, wasn't it? Isn't, yeah, that one and... Uh... Wasn't was vibrator one too? Maybe yeah, I, yeah. I can't, yeah, can't remember now. On they're that. great. They're all great. They're really, oh. but they're great Hawkwind songs as well. They're, they're, they're kind of slightly more proggy, but they're all, they're all really good. Yeah. The Sidewalker Creeper based on. Uh, who is that based on? No one really. That was just fucking. That was just one of those songs I wrote 
and it was eerie compared to most of the other songs. And I think I recently got a cloak and I was like, I'm going to wear this at the gigs. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to write this song about some dude creeping down the sidewalk. Fucking Originally, it was like some dude skating down the sidewalk, like slashing people's fucking ankles and shit. And then I was like, that's a little too much. But uh, it's just about this rock and roller skateboarder dude that's fucking fed up with the rich people. And he's cruising down on a skateboard fucking slicing people. That's that's really it. <laughs> Is this is this another is this another alter ego separate to Reckless Randy? Yeah, I think so. I, <laughs> I want to see I want to see a sidewalk creeper EP. That's a good call. Let's make I'll make that happen. Yeah, do it. I I I I'll, I'll be all over that. And maybe you could even uh, go that's on. one of the songs I want to do a music video for too. So I'm hoping I have some ideas for that. So I'm hoping that works out. Kind yeah. of just. Exactly what I just said. Like some dude in a cloak fucking cruising down, fucking slicing people up, you know, <laughs> drinking, yep. slamming beers, going to the bar after slamming beers. And it's all the rich fucking snobby motherfuckers that want to fucking get at you during the day and look at you sideways. And then you come back at night cruising down your skateboard and you get them while they're walking their fucking dog, you know? <laughs> so, there, there is a difference here, isn't there, between Reckless Randy and the Sidewalk Creeper? There is a slightly different vibe. Reckless Randy's more of a fun guy, fucking party animal. Sidewalk Creepers comes out when fucking Reckless Randy's fed up. <laughs> <laughs> fed up with the fucking everything going on around him, I guess, you know? Yeah. But, I, dude, I have to fucking listen to that song again because um, everybody... That's one like everybody's favorite song from that record. Like everybody I talk to always says that's their favorite. I think it's, in my opinion, I, I think it's a really welcome, uh, different, it's a, it's a different tone to the rest of the album, but it's very welcome. I really like it when it comes in. It's kind of just a different vibe to the yeah. rest of it. Um, and I think, I think, I just think it's a really interesting. Um, yeah, an interesting tone compared to the rest of the album. I, I think it's, it's great. I love it. But my my my, my personal favorite, if, if if you don't mind me saying, but my personal favorite song on that album is "Gone Stealing." Sweet. It just Apple. it's just amphetamine. It's just boom. It's just um, and, and I played it. Yeah, you know, I played it on my show there a, a month yeah. or two ago. And uh, in fact, after Coffin. Yeah, it was right after Coffin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was stoked because. The boys were just about to get here. And right, I was like, right. oh, I, I sent it to Ben. I was like, hell yeah, dude, we're right behind each other on the fucking heads on sticks. And <laughs> he was like, hell yeah. That was awesome, dude. I That might have been actually like right after we played the game together, I think. It was either right before or right after, but me and Ben talked about that. And I was stoked. Oh, that, yeah. That's, uh, that's Everett's from Under the Gun. That's his favorite song, too. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's his like top one. It, I think that one, I think, dude, in my eyes, I fucking love that album. And I think you should love what you're putting out. A lot of people fucking get bummed on shit, like not sounding like they wanted it to or whatever. And I think the creativeness and the artistic, we're all fucking weird fucking artists in our, our own head. I think you just got to put shit out, dude, and not think about it. That's what I'm like trying to do with it. I'm not trying to like second guess anything. If I write a song, I'm putting it on the fucking album and 
if someone likes it, they're gonna like it. If they don't, whatever, fucking skip it. I don't give a shit, you know. <laughs> I've wrote the fucking, I put the time in to make it happen, you know. But I've been so stoked, man, because like I've been coming in here in the studio that I fucking made from nothing, and like when I come in here, I get inspired. Like I've just I have flyers and posters all over the wall of gigs I've played and my favorite bands when I come in here and I'm just like, fuck it. Let's fucking, let's lay some shit down. Mm. And it feels good to be in here. And I come in here like at least three or four times a week and try to fucking write something. And if not, I just play my guitar. Yeah. But, you know, it's easy it's to hard write. To be number one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, um, do you find it easy to write? I do now. Um, I've always just wrote whatever the fuck came to my head and they, the riffs just come and then that's the song. Mm. I never like sit down and try to write. I just play and then the writing comes from there. I never like intentionally go in here, even with my old bands, it was always just like we'd play together and the riff would come and then we'd go from stem off the riff and be like, all right, that's a fucking riff. Let's go from there. But there was never any intention to write like a song. So it's it's quite organic. Yeah. Yeah. Quite, quite an organic process. Yeah. Which I, I fucking love it, man. I loved it. I'm able to do that. Cause I know a lot of people have trouble with that. And I think, um, band members, that have been in my bands always say that they're like the way you just like turn on the guitar and fucking start playing like and something comes out of it is great so i'm thrilled that people think that and i'm hopefully that always happens because i don't feel pressure you know i guess on myself yeah just, sure. it is what it is you know mm-hmm. um riff, that riff yeah uh you mentioned you mentioned this new the new record coming up, which is which uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to. You got anything else coming up around the corner? Any anything else down the road? Any other projects or any 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 other plans or tours or? So right now, that new EP is going to be coming out soon. When this podcast comes out, it'll be out. So let's say okay. it's out. Now. <laughs> right, right, cool. The Neat Seeker EP. I've been having this vision about the Neat Seeker for a while, like looking for something neat is mm-hmm. like the title tracks called neat seeker. And, um, it's just about fucking going out and finding neat shit and doing fucking fun stuff. It's, it's another fun album. It's kind of like the first EP. It's all fun. fucking yeah. song. Um, but besides that, we're going into the studio, going to record the full length with the full band. Mm-hmm. And we're actually re-recording probably three or four songs from the EP and the Reckless Randy album with the full band. Like we do skateboard live and we do Hellbent live and it's a whole nother beat. Skateboard live is my favorite. Oh yeah. Heavy with it. And it's like, it's punk as fuck. People are moving around. It's good. Mm -hmm. But tours, no tours set up. Um, We got GT and research reactor core coming in hot from australia and we're playing a gig with them in philly in october that'd be amazing but now since this is going to come out a month from now i'm sure that this 
show will be announced by then. So I'm allowed to talk about this. You know? okay, right. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be sick. And that dude, uh, Sims, that runs the U2 as a government drone mm-hmm. is the one putting all this together. Right, and right. It's a stacked lineup from what I hear. I don't know. I know that we're playing and I don't know the full lineup, but I know GT and RRC are going to be there. And I'm really good friends with Billy from RRC, the singer, and all those dudes, Ishka, like from staying in Australia. Mm. I actually, when my band Dress Up was in Australia, we played RRC's first gig. Oh, really? They just started when we got there. And they were like, that was like a new thing for them. And it was so sick. I was like, this this is the best. He was like, yeah, what do you think? It's fucking cool, right? And I'm like, to see where they have got with it and how stoked Billy is and like how much everybody's pushing that shit. It fucking rules. And the live show, you see the footage, you see the fucking photos. Mm. It's rowdy. And that dude, that dude's the fucking man. He is fun as shit to hang out with. I spent a lot of time on his couch fucking hammered sleeping over there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Research yeah. reactor core, set top box, um, Satanic togas. Uh, I, I mean, I, so it's just some of my most favorite music I've heard in in, in re- recent years. Just um, uh, just amazing alien punk, kind of mad, uh, just fantastic. Dude, anything that dude Ishka fucking yeah. touches is amazing. He's someone I love to actually. I'd love to get him on the podcast actually, but uh, there are a couple of guys I'd love to pick their, pick their brains and yeah. uh, find out what's going on there. You know. They're wild animals. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're, yeah, yeah, great. I had so much fun with those dudes, man. Like, seriously, that Australia trip and that tour was the time of my life, and I, I say it, I'll always say, like, that was the best experience I've ever had, being out there and like seeing how those dudes rolled and how they lived and just like everything about it, dude. The bands, the skateboarding. The way they put us up, the shows we played, man, were fucking incredible. Nice. You know? Wow. Like, and that was, you know, Coffin's doing, you know, they hooked us up and they talk about hospitality, man. Those motherfuckers set us up for success when we were out there and it was, it was beautiful, man. It was insane. Yeah. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the, that experience till the day I die. And I, fuck dude man i i owe those dudes so much like just from the experience they gave me like anybody that comes to the states whenever they roll through i'm i'm always trying to fucking do what they did for me you know i just put coffin up here for like four days after their big tour and we dude we just kicked it and had so much fun i just tried to cook for them and like do the thing but man best trip of my life dude and, that, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? it, it you know, it's music community, and it's punk community, isn't it? And, you know, totally. without that, it, it, punk is nothing, you know? Right. Well, you're, we're all in this shit together. Yeah. Like, it should be with everything, man. That's fucked up about the world this day, these mm-hmm. days. Man. Sure. Like, absolutely. All together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and we need that more. We need that now more than ever. Uh, totally. It says community and being togetherness you know
spoke about Snaggletooth. You showed me a Snaggletooth uh, tattoo earlier, your motorhead. And I'm going to ask you, um, if Reckless Randy had a a logo image, a bit like the Rolling Stones lips or the, or the or Descendants Milo face, what is what is Reckless Randy? What is the image? What's the what's the picture? Fuck, man, that's a hard question. Um, I would usually say a fucking broken beer bottle, probably. <laughs> but um, I've been really fucking stoked on on the Neat Seeker EP artwork. You're gonna be stoked. Uh, my sister did that as well. But yeah. dude, I don't know, man. I don't know where. I haven't got my logo yet. I don't know what it is. You gotta have to get 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 your head down with your sister and come up with something. Yeah, I don't have like a staple fucking logo, and I always like go to RR, and like I feel like if it's written out right, it would look cool. Yeah, yeah. Which is RR and like a like almost like a dead Kennedy's fucking yeah yeah logo type deal with like a fucking brick wall or something or bottle smashing. I don't know. That could be cool. But <laughs> I like the tough fucking guy shit, but at the same time, that's not what the music is. But I think that's, what's funny about it. Mm. it like, I can fucking throw the chains and the shit all over it. I want, but then when you listen to it, it's like, Whoa, this shit's fucking more fun, you know? Yeah. But that's the fucking, that's what's so awesome about this project. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Nobody's telling me anything. But freeing. <laughs> yeah. It's the shit. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes it fun. Like, the, there's endless designs I can do. I can just put a fucking, I can put Reckless Randy, fuck you, and, on a shirt. And someone will buy it. Someone will probably be like, fuck that. I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, I'm just trying to have fun. And I want the whole thing to come off fun and, like, People like you enjoy it. And like me and you would fucking probably hang out all night and fucking slam beers and have the best time. And that's, that's what it's all about for me. dude. just like, if you dig this shit, like I'm going to keep fucking putting it out, you know, and just keep having fun with it until it's not fun. And then I'll go on to the next thing. But right now I'm having the most fun with it because I am able to do whatever I want. But I got way off topic for your question. Artwork wise, I don't know what would be like my logo, but I love the fucking TV you have. So maybe something like that. <laughs> hey, why not? I can get you in touch with the guy that put it together. Yeah, maybe we'll go <laughs> that route. But that dude, uh, Dennis, man, that's playing drums, his project too, man, Die TV, is fucking sick. For whoever's listening right now, fucking go put on Die TV after you listen to Reckless Randy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um well uh uh yeah Rick, reckless randy it's been an absolute pleasure mate i uh, really really enjoy chatting to you and uh yeah i've really enjoyed it hell yeah man yeah if you if you ever um uh if you ever come to the uk uh or, or london do let me know man because i'll be all over that cheers let's set something up yeah man future. heads on sticks fucking festival man head fest Headfest. There we go. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. All right. That's an idea. Headfest. Uh, that's an idea. Headfest 2023. Let's make it happen. All right. I'm down. <laughs> nice one. All right, man. Uh, 
Yeah, brilliant, mate. Nice one. Best of luck and uh, and good luck for your new EP, man. New album, all right? All the best. Thanks. Cheers, mate. All right, buddy. Take it easy. All right. gent he was really he was really good about my zoom fuck up as well i, I uh, edited it around edited around it as much as i could but uh i forgot you had to pay for zoom gold to get uh, an interview more than 40 minutes so i got i there's a kind of a mid midway panic where i saw the uh this little thing pop up telling me right you got five minutes left of your free zoom so uh he was very good about it i had to quickly stop stop the whole thing Pay for up, pay for the upgrade, and jump back in. But uh, like a like a total chill guy, he was he was all good about it. Um, but yeah, great, really loved that chat. Great chatting to Reckless Randy, chatting about his music and uh, his method, and, and also you know the the, the the progenesis of the Reckless Randy name. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's why I love doing this. You know, it's why I love doing these uh, chats. Is uh, is, is uh, moments like that with like-minded. Uh, Musos and kind of yeah, lovers of punk and the music and the kind of music community that's that's happening around around us all and uh, you know and, and it's got you know the music community that kind of inspired me to do heads of sticks you know so it's it's all it's all great stuff I, I love doing it and uh, yeah um, do make sure you check out um, uh, Reckless Randy's uh, new EP coming out uh, Neat Seeker I will. Uh, Stick some stick that uh, link in that for the, in the captions for the Neat Seeker uh, EP. Uh, uh, check out um, go go to his Bandcamp and check everything out. You know, uh, Rec, uh, Reckless and the Menace and is uh, is a his debut album. Uh, it's his self-titled LP, Reckless Randy. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, certainly, certainly one of my favourite releases of the year so far. Um, and yeah, and you know, make sure you follow him on Instagram and you know and the like. Um, if you like the podcast and you like what I do and you and you like you know and you you digging it, do what you do what you can to help us out. I mean, you know, give it a like, um, subscribe to the podcast, and if you're feeling really generous, give us a review uh, on Apple or whatever. You know, um, it does help. It, it, it does help. You know, it does help to sort of get the podcast a larger profile or whatever. Um, and you know, just tell your friends as well. Tell your friends. Tell your great aunt Gladys. You know, just uh, let everyone know that Hesselstick chats is a thing. Please do if you if you like it, if you feel compelled to. Uh, I hope everyone's good. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, I look forward to the next um, the next chat in August. Uh, kind of, in, in, I am in correspondence with somebody about that, and I think they're on board. So um, uh, yeah, that that should be good. Um, and uh, yeah, and as always, big thanks to uh, Jane, uh, Dirtbag Distro, Jane Mendenhall, uh, for their, um, their always cracking artwork. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone's well, and uh, tune in uh, August. Uh, cheers, everybody. Rock and roll.